All right, hello and welcome everyone to another Chat and Learn here with Power to Fly. My name is Mariella and as always, super excited to roll into this next hour with you all. Um, I had a chance to speak with our guest speaker uh, behind the scenes and I know she's gonna drop a lot of knowledge um, today. So just so that everyone feels comfortable and confident in this next hour, I'm just gonna go over some quick housekeeping rules. Um, we would love for you to participate. So I see some folks are already turning their cameras on, great. Um, no pressure to do so, but we do believe in visibility here at Power to Fly and we would love to see your beautiful smiling faces. If you haven't showered today, doesn't matter. We won't judge you. We can't smell you. Put your virtual backgrounds up if you want, if you haven't cleaned your house. Um, if you're commuting, be safe. Um, you know, you can keep your cameras off in that case. But I'm always going to invite you all to turn your cameras on, to hop off of mute, uh, as I have muted everyone upon entrance, just to avoid background noise. But hop off mute whenever you want to share your voice. If you have a dream you want to share that you had last night, if you have some tips and tricks of your own that you want to share, again, hop off mute. Or you can write in the chat box and I'll flag that to our guest speaker. Um, if you have any sensitive information and you want that information to be kept anonymous, you can find me in the chat box under Mariella Marie. Um, write to me uh, privately and I will flag your, your reflection or your question to our guest speaker and keep you anonymous. Um, if you do hop off mute, you will be featured in our live recording. Everyone uh, who is live here will get a rewatch email with the links and all of the great, um, sorry, the link to this video and all the great links and tips and tricks that our guest speaker has today to share. We'll make sure to include that in the email, rewatch email that you'll be receiving. Um, and the last thing I'll say is that we'd love for you to follow us on socials um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can keep up with all the great chats we We've got in store for you. What a great year. Um, I always say that, I mean, the world is on fire, but I still find myself saying what a great time to be alive. Uh, and I, I would love to hear our guest speaker um, dive into that and just, you know, let us know how we can keep our heads on our shoulders um, here in 2021. So I'm going to pass the mic to our guest speaker, Lauren. Uh, let us know a little bit about yourself, how you came to learn about Power to Fly and what you're excited to share with us today. Hi, thank you so much, Mariella. I really appreciate the warm welcome. My name is Lauren Baptiste, and I'm so excited to be here today. I found out about the power to fly through one of the members. She was like, I saw that, you know, she knows that the, there's a big conference coming up. I believe it's at the end of this month. And she was like, you need to be part of this. Your ethos plus their ethos equals just magic. So here I am. I reached out just to connect with the, the community and Paloma, who's also on the call today. Uh, she's been amazing to get me connected to today's chat. So thank you so much for having me. All right, so I wanna just give a little bit of background because we're talking about something that really matters and it's how we feel. And before we go into that, it's like, you know, who is this person? How does she know how I feel? Or what's her experience? Or, you know, I, I'm sure there might be that question on your mind. So let me just, you know, debunk that for you. Um, so as, I was navigating the corporate environment for being in that place for over 10 years, traveling across the country, doing the whole, you know, leaving Sunday night, coming back Friday night, repeating that for years on end. Uh, for me, I, I lived in corporate culture. I understood what it was to be high achieving, high accomplishing, working my way up the ladder, but then something was suffering. And it wasn't until I actually uh, saw fire. I, I didn't even smell smoke. I just saw the fire and it was a little too late in my personal experience. And I'm happy to talk about that more. And, uh, you know, this is a really transparent conversation. So just sharing from that experience is that I realized that I wasn't the only one dealing with burnout, that there must be other 
others out there that are also suffering. And I felt from that moment over eight years ago, empowered to help those individuals who are at that place, who love what they do and love what they built, but just are finding it hard to put the pieces together, um, helping them thrive. So what do I do? I do individual coaching one-on-one. I also work within organizations as a corporate well-being consultant. So I'm helping the employers create an environment where the employees can be successful, but then I'm also working one-on-one so that I can support in that way. So that's been a really incredible uh, experience over the past years, really getting to understand broad strokes of what's happening in the environment, but also what's happening just in everyone's day-to-day life. And for me, especially in this time of COVID, I'm grateful that I have the tools, the resources to help others through this time. And it's just a really nice opportunity to be here today to share those with you. So please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. I'm actually right now, I'm going to drop my personal information. So if you need to get in touch with me, you have my information. And I want to do that because I want to extend a hand out. Um, When I was in that hard place over eight years ago and actually ended up in a hospital because of it, I didn't have this. I didn't have this community. I didn't know that this existed, that there were resources and those that focus on this and tools to break out of it. So I had to do it the manual way. And my mission is to make sure that no one else has to deal with it on their own. So Mariella, thank you so much. Do we want to jump into questions? I'll let you drive this conversation. Absolutely, Lauren, such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for sharing um, that much of your journey. And I hope that we can hear more of your journey throughout this hour. Um, yes, just because you know transparency is key. Um, I, I, I love speaking about emotional intelligence. So, and I love that you are a practitioner of Ayurveda, like told, all these things are just ringing bells for me. And I feel like we don't talk about you know this alternative healing or just kind of like this really holistic uh, community uh, as therapy as well, whether it be one-on-one or all together right now digitally. Um, So again, you will have submitted some great questions offline. And again, I will echo what Lauren is saying. Um, Feel free to write in the chat box or hop off of mute whenever you have something that you want to share. We're going to walk through these questions one by one, starting with this first question here. So if you see your question come on the screen, again, come off mute or write in the chat box. This is not your question and you still want to share your voice please do so. Um, I just want to also shout out where we're calling from in the world so that Lauren, you can keep this in mind. Um, and any of our callers or sorry, anyone who's watching this uh, uh, video that has been previously recorded knows that we are a global community here today. So I'm calling from Argentina. Our guest speaker is calling from New York. And I'm just going to, if you haven't already written in the chat box, go ahead and write it now and I'll shout everyone out here. So we've got Kentucky representing Atlanta, San Jose, California, Maryland, Reno, Nevada, uh, Texas again, Nevada, again, awesome. So we've got Los Angeles, Pasadena, Washington, uh, the Atlanta suburbs, Washington, awesome. So um, love that you all are taking the time to share this hour with us today. And again, more reason to share your voice in the chat box or hop off mute. Um, Lauren, let's start with this first question here. So what exactly is the difference between burnout, career apathy, and normal stress? This is a big question. Even just those three topics, it's like almost taking one at a time and let's, let's do it just like that. I want to start with career apathy, um, actually, because career apathy has really in a simple way, it's this like numbness to my career. And that can come from so many reasons. So there could be numbness to your career just because you've been doing the same thing for 15 years. There can be apathy because of stress or burnout. There could be apathy just because 
of the people that are in your work environment. So I, I, you know, for apathy, keeping it really short and sweet is just, I would say this like numbness or feeling that, you know, something just isn't, yeah, you're not just not gelling with your current vibe at your job um, or in your profession or in your career. Um, stress is different than that because stress, if we just take it to its really most foundational form is it's a response. Everything is that we're experiencing is a response to a trigger. So if I pinch my shoulder, right, the, the pinching is kind of the me doing and the response is the stress, which is the pain Ow, my shoulder hurts, you know? And so when we're talking about stress, it's a simple, it can be as simple as that something happens and it's how I, how I perceive it, that either that pinching hurts or it, maybe it doesn't, but what happens right with normal stress is starting to navigate when it goes too far right? It could just be a quick little pinch on the shoulder, or I could just be holding or someone pulling almost like feels like I'm going to break my arm, right? So you can notice that there are degrees of pain, degrees of response and degrees of stress. And that's where burnout becomes in because burnout has this exacerbated stress effect. You know, this is where burnout has gone beyond just normal stress of, you know, I feel heaviness in my shoulders or, um, you know, my eyes hurt because I just have been looking at my computer all day. This is more of a chronic condition. And it's actually defined, the World Wide Health Organization came out in, I believe it was 2019, early 2019, that burnout was a diagnosable disease. So just like I could go to the doctor and be given, you know, or told that I have pneumonia, I could also go to a doctor and them tell me that I have burnout. And burnout is made up of three different things. It's, uh, it's this feeling, this like lethargy, this tiredness, it's um, deep cynicism, sarcasm, negativity. And then it's just this um, like disconnection from what is. So a little bit of that career apathy comes into this equation, but that's not the only piece of burnout. Burnout is so much more. Um, so I hope that helps with that first question, but I thought this was a nice first question to set the stage because just because you're stressed doesn't mean you're burnout, burnt out. Just because you're burnt out doesn't mean your career apathetic and, and vice versa. I think it's really important to keep these separate as we're thinking about how to manage all of this. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for walking us through that. And I agree, this is a great way to, to set the tone. Um, we do have some questions coming in uh, in the chat box, but I just wanna move on to this next question uh, because I know that you've got a be beautiful presentation after this to show. So Aaron, hold on tight there and I'll get to you in just one second. Um, okay, so Lauren, let's move on to this question. How can I recognize an upcoming burnout and what can I do to prevent it? Yeah, and this is an, another great question because a lot of us, have just been going through the day to day for maybe years. And it might be COVID that's bringing it to a head because things have changed. Or what I've heard is, you know, COVID has actually created a different experience. Whereas even for me, my personal experience of, of burnout was working 80 hour weeks, traveling across the country, working with challenging people, not eating off of a plate, like eating out of like plastic, you know, takeout stuff for, for days and days and in months on end. So now burnout might look different to you. Burnout might look like, you know, differences in your body. Um, not being able, you know, not feeling even the energy to go outside, the overwhelm of um, loved ones at home, or even the opposite of isolation being by yourself. 
Um, it might look different it, in a whole host of ways, physically, mentally, relationship wise, emotionally, spiritually, like all the different ways. So, you know, it, now it's been a little bit more challenging to recognize burnout because it's not as let's say perceived obvious as it might be now. So I want to actually walk each of you through the phases of burnout so that we can understand where I'm at. And I love this. This came from a source calmer. I added some to it, but I like to give them credit because they gave the foundation and I, and I built on it a little bit just based on my background and, and seeing the phases of it. But here there are these five phases of burnout. And you'll notice there's this honeymoon phase, which has that honeymoon feeling of um, newness and excitement and optimism and change to the opposite side of the spectrum of chronic sadness, depression, fatigue, like in this, you just see it over and over chronic, 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 because it's ongoing and it's over this extensive period of time. Now, most of us, we, we all hope to live in the honeymoon phase, right? Don't we all live, hope to be in the honeymoon phase always? But the idea is if we are in the honeymoon phase, we're good. You know, our stress is managed. We're doing okay. We're using our stress as a good thing. Now, take a moment, and I'd love to see in the chat, when can stress be a good thing? So I'm just going to pause right now. When can stress you know, can you share an example, whether it's at work, whether it's a personal event, something in your life, when can stress be a good thing? Because stress this. does get, yeah, it gets a little bit of a, um, you know, a negative connotation. And before we completely dump on stress, let's, let's think about it. So I'll give some time for our live callers to write in the chat box. Um, I've got an example I'd like to propose if no one else will, but I want to give our live don't callers you start? a chance. Yeah. Okay, so wait, no, because I knew that people just okay, need okay. some time to, to come up with, with a good sentence here. So okay. we've got Heather writes, um, when, you, um, when you take action due to the communication, would love to hear uh, more about that, Heather. If you want to hop off me, let us know. Aaron writes, I think stress can cause help. Uh, I, I think stress can help you prioritize. Great. Ruth writes, when stress pushes you to grow, for example, um, street of handling an unfamiliar task. Okay, great. Um, we have, I feel I do my best at exams that I stress more about than others. Interesting. Um, Vanetta writes, uh, when it is toward a goal that you've been dreaming about. Great. Okay, Sen Senda writes, stress is good when I can take action to handle whatever is stressing me out and I feel in control. Lauren, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about all of these. Um, we have more challenges, uh, challenges you to put forward your best work in order to prove yourself. Uh, Maria writes, when it motivates you to complete an assignment or task. Um, we have another um, uh, suggestion here. Stress of a deadline is kicking you into high speed. Uh, and then when I'm planning a fun event, though under stress, it feels good to see when I cross things off my list. Okay, so let's hold it there. And Lauren would love to hear you reflect on these responses. Sorry if I butchered anyone's sentences. I was trying to read really quickly. <laughs> no, I love these. And did you have yours that you wanted to add? Yes. So, okay, I just want to kind of put some things together that you're saying. So sure. we often talk about burnout here and how to avoid burnout at Power to Fly with, with a lot of chats that we host because it unfortunately is something uh, very common today, mm -hmm. um, which we can totally unpack a little later. But one thing that always comes up is... is um, observing your body and if you can understand what's happening in your body maybe that can kind of clue you into you know maybe you are going through one of these stages of burnout so um the breath i always invite folks to 
to reflect on their breath and their breathing. And I say, you know, there's a survival breath and there is a deep belly breath, right? And unless someone is pushing you into the ocean or someone is attacking you from, you know, in a dark alley, your body is, is intelligent and will kind of get all of the air that it needs. So that stress of like, I need to save my life. You know, I'm underwater. I need to breathe uh, so that I can survive. That, was, that would be my example of like, you know, tuning into the body, to see when you know you're being stressed out, and in this case, it is a survival breath. And also, Lauren, I'd love to hear you speak about how how most folks um, are are kind of going between a survival breath and the deep belly breath without having this you know um, this factor of you know life or death situation. They could be sitting behind their computer and having this uh, you know stressful breath. Um, and I know I'm rambling, but that was, that would be my example to add to the pool. (laughs) No, this is great. And all of these examples are amazing. You know, uh, my example that I just used because it's easy to think about, or it just, for me feels easy is like the idea of a wedding, right? How stressful is a wedding? Very, you know, like if you were in it, if you've been in it, if you planned one, helped, you know, a loved one with one, the idea of it, it's stressful, it's unrelenting, it never ends, but it's actually for the greater good of like, you know, that couple or yourself or whoever that is. And, and I think all of these are actually wonderful because it actually allows me to expand even my definition of incorporating all yours, like, you know, challenges that help you grow. Absolutely. That's, that's a eustress. And that's, that allows you to take your stress in that honeymoon phase and actually grow and develop because of it versus now we'll start to see as you shift into the the next three phases the onset of stress chronic stress and the early burnout that you can see that it starts to shift so instead of even a wedding can go from like you know you can go to like a burnt out bride or whatever you know just by experiencing like by taking on too much of it or or by seeing it shift and so staying in a work context, because I think just, you know, most of us are like living in that burnt out workplace, you know, notice how um, it can start to grow from onset of stress. Maybe you notice, okay, I have a busy engagement. Okay. I can't really eat dinner or let me scrap something together real quick, throw something in the microwave versus make something, you know, with love from home. Then you can start to see it as it builds on that maybe you have to start drinking coffee because you have to pull the all-nighters. Maybe you notice that uh, this time of year you get sick more frequently because you're working, you're not sleeping as much. Like notice that as the behavior changes because of the stress, so does the result or the effect. And you can see that as you enter from chronic stress into burnout, which is where a lot of us live between those two, we can start to feel things are changing. But because it doesn't happen overnight, we are sometimes too strong for our own good where we don't actually recognize it. So I would like to put it on this slide because it's really nice to see for ourselves, whoa, I'm in phase four. Like, I didn't think so, you know, so, and I probably should have had a polling question here or something, or feel free to just send me a private message of like, on a scale of one to five, one being honeymoon phase, five being chronic burnout, where are you? Um, if you feel open to sharing that with me or with the community, but it is, you know, I know just based on doing this a few times and connecting with so many of us right now, a lot of us are in that three, four range. Um, if we're in that five range, it's something that you know, it's really important to do something about it. But I would say even if you're in that three, four range, it's something that it's important to do something about it. If you're in the one to two, you know, even if you're in the two, you want to work your way back to that honeymoon phase to the best you can. We can all find improvement in our stress through well-being, which I'm going to make sure I'm not leaving anyone hanging now that you know what burnout is, 
<laughs> mic drop, have a good afternoon. You know, it's really important. Like first is awareness and then we can start to shift into healing from that. So I would love to know, you know, whether you know, I, I know the person, I don't know if the person who asked that question is here today, but is that helpful? You know, do they feel like, can I start to recognize it a little bit easier? Because if I just see maybe just, okay, my sleep is reduced. Does that mean I'm chronically burnt out? Or if I'm starting to pull away from my loved ones, you know, is that just some stress or is that actually a little bit, is it something else? Beautiful. And I let me know if you've got any private uh, messages to respond to your question here, but we've got some folks that are sharing willingly in the group chat, which I thank you all so much. So we've got a three, a three, a two. Um, we've got, I was in five and recently left my job as a result. I'm grateful to be back at one after too long living in five. Congratulations, Heather. Um, we got a 3.25. Monica, I would love to hear um, how you came up with that ratio. That's, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's great because we know ourselves more than anyone else, right? So if we can have this reflect, this moment to reflect and observe, um, and I love that you talk about the, having the honeymoon phase and using that uh, as a potential to not go all the way to the chronic burnout phase. Um, and I'd love to just uh, hear you speak about boundaries in that case, because that kind of is a word that's coming up as I'm saying, okay, if, if, if there's a way to maneuver through the honeymoon phase and not go to the cr chronic burnout, how do boundaries play in? Because I've seen so many folks who are super creative and they have all of the you know, desire to help and give, and then they give and give and give. And I say they, and I've, of course I've experienced this in my life. Um, give, we give, we give, we give, we don't set the boundaries and then we end up stressed out because we have offered too much of ourselves or we have, you know, been, uh, I don't know, really accepting more than we can, we can have on the plate. Um, we've got more threes, twos, um, and three again. So Lauren, uh, take the mic and, and please reflect on these uh, responses here in the chat box. And to your point about boundaries, we'll get there, you know, at, you know, the next phase, once awareness comes is like finding a solution to it. Um, I want to, you know, just reiterate that this doesn't happen overnight. Very often, right, chronic burnout can take months. Um, it might be even, even in COVID, I would say it would still take months because in the beginning, we're more optimistic, but then things change. But now we're here, we are month 11, officially, you know, we're in it and we're about to hit that full year cycle. And it's really important to see how have you been over these phases of COVID? Have you noticed in the beginning, maybe there was more fear or then maybe it shifted in the summer that, you know, you felt better because there was more outdoor space. What I saw a lot of and heard a lot from individuals like each of you here is that the fall, as it started to get darker, colder, um, it started to get harder again. And we're at a point where it still feels a little bit challenging. We're not fully out of the woods yet. It's still cold and snowy and, and all of the things that happen this time of year. So there is the cyclicalness of our stress. Um, for sure, my business, you know, I see a lot less in the summer than I do this time of year. But it's important to make sure that we have tools that support us all year round, because the truth is, is that busy times come all year round or circumstances happen every single day. And we need to make sure that we have tools, techniques and things that we can do to manage it. So that's my goal for each of you today to have a couple of things that you could walk away with and feel really excited about. Beautiful. Uh, and then we have Vanetta writes, uh, yes, I learned seasonal depression is real since COVID. The shorter days had an impact on me this time. Um, and then we've got uh, Megna writes, capacity for accepting changes has dropped since COVID began. Thank you all for sharing. 
Okay, so let's move on to this next question. Again, if this is your question, feel free to write in the chat box or come off mute. If it's not your question, we still wanna hear from you. So um, let's really participate um, and spread the love because I think that it's great that we can join uh, together and we can you know, have this combined collective thought and, and for, for one way, just to know that we're not alone. So if anyone is out there on a chronic level, you're not alone You know, across the board, we are here to, um, you know, I guess alleviate some of that stress by being here and speaking with each other now. So thank you for being present, everyone. Okay, sometimes you can be so used to feeling stressed out that you don't see the negative impact on your life. How do you finally realize that? I wanted to put this question after we talked about, you know, the five phases of burnout, because now there's awareness. Uh, you know, we didn't go into the statistics of, you know, this is pre-COVID statistics of like two thirds of individuals already feel that uh, work is the most stressful part of their life, um, that stress is, uh, work creates the most stress in their life, and that um, there's just a relationship with the two very strongly that are directly correlated. So now that you can become a little bit more aware, where do you stand? Am I a one, two, three, four, five? All is a perfect number, right? There's no, even if you said, oh, I'm a one, like, hang on, because that's right now. Like we're all going to have cycles of our life where we're ones and we're fives and we're twos. And, and it's not to say like, I'm better. I got this. It's just to say like, you know, when I get to a five, is there things that I could do to get out of it faster? If I'm in that place of seeing a slip from a two to a three, is there something I can do with boundaries, with routine, with diet shift that just helps me stay in that lower number? So again, it's just awareness. There's no judgment on that number. So now that I realized the negative impact that stress is having on my life, like now what do I do? And now is that opportunity to, if you have a pen and paper, you want to open like your phone and just take some notes or like, luckily you're going to get this on the replay of just like sit back and listen and, and add, you know, even I would love for you guys to start to share in the, the chat of like, what are your survival strategies? What are the things that have been really great for you? Because I can share a lot statistically and what I'm seeing and who I'm talking to, but you know, you, and you know what, if you know something that's like been your secret, the best thing you could do is share it. You know, that's how I felt like I had a secret that I felt needed to be shared. And that's my business Akaloa wellness. And I wanted to make sure that everyone had those tools. So feel free as we start to move forward into more of the solutioning phase of this burnout conversation of, um, adding your own, adding your own in the chat, because I think that's going to be so great to see. And I love that you're extending the invitation um, to share because I feel like, especially in the States, uh, there's this taboo of you know speaking out whenever you're going through a problem. I mean, there are folks that you know have regular therapy and I think that it's beautiful and that we should all have some sort of uh, regular therapy. But um, I know that in lots of communities, it's a big taboo to, to let people know that you don't have it all together, whatever that means. Um, so you know, we're, breaking, we're breaking that uh, myth um, you know, no need to keep it into for yourself and totally, you know, share tips uh, and tricks here. So we've got Aaron writing, take five minutes to yourself. Putting yourself first is always important because if you aren't at your best, then your work won't be its best. We need to choose to live every day and create the lightness in the darkness. Thank you, Aaron, for that. Vanetta writes, great point, Aaron. You can't pour from an empty cup. Totally agree on that. Um, and then we have another uh, guest here that writes, com uh, completely disconnect from work mind by engaging in an activity I truly love that is absorbing for me, cooking and enjoying nature. Amazing. Great. And do you want to comment on any of these, Lauren? I meant, I like them. I think we're off to something good. 
Let's go to that next question. I think let's start to like solution it for it. I think everybody's excited to, to Perfect. Learn. Perfect. Okay. So once you've realized you're burned out, what are some actionable next steps and options? Great. So now that I'm at that place, right, whether I'm a two, three, four, or five, what do I do? Well, now it's, it's starting to figure out what do I need, right? What, like, what is the, actually, let's take a step back. What is, what is the biggest cost in your life? Um, like, or what's the biggest challenge? Let's start there. If the biggest challenge is at work, is it relationships at home? Is it financial? Is it time? Is it your energy? Like what's your biggest challenge right now? Because if you can identify what my biggest challenge is, that then gives you a starting point to figure out the next step. So, okay, let's all take a moment and write that down. Like, what is your biggest challenge? And some of you might be like, Lauren, all those things you said, I'm equally challenged by, but I I invite you for this, for today, just pick one. And you could always go to a second one later, but pick the one that's screaming the loudest and, and really calling out to you. Um, And then once you know that, so once we know what my biggest challenge is, you can say, well, what's the cost of that? So for example, my biggest, you know, challenge for, for right now might be, um, I work so much that, you know, I'm, my health is starting to falter because I'm not able to eat meals that um, are healthy. Right. So what's it costing me now? I'm not eating healthy food. Now I'm gaining 15 pounds. Now I'm, um, you know, I'm just trying to think of what else. Now I'm starting to notice acne on my skin. Now I feel a little less confident to go on a a virtual date. Now I feel, you know, and see how that one thing can start to spiral into all the areas of your life. So take a moment and think about that one challenge and what's the cost of that. And that cost can be financial. It can be physical, emotional. It could be with your career. It can be with loved ones, right? It's a very sick, like this is a holistic thing. So like one thing on the challenge bucket can also be another thing on the cost bucket. So just keep that in mind that it's all related because it's your holistic life. It's your life. Thank you for bringing this back to a holistic vision. Um, I don't think there's enough of that in our work world, modern work world today. Um, you know, this this one example is this, um, in my opinion, this this very um, inorganic way of seeing growth. You know, so all the businesses they want growth, and I'm sure you can speak of this because you came from corporate America. It's like this, you know, there are no limits, and growth is like. <sighs> but what happens? Uh, when you start to mirror that with the way that you work, right? I mean, that's the that's a one-way trip to burnout, in my opinion. Um, so looking at, you know, how to see things in a more holistic vision that we have cycles, you know, and that the cycles affect us and that it's great to try to be a part of that instead of trying to push against that. Um, I love that you're echoing that. So thank you, Lauren. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So let's move on to this next question here. How do you manage stress in a diverse and healthy way? I love this question. How do you manage stress in a diverse and healthy way? Well, the way that in Ayurveda, which I love, um, and if you've never heard of Ayurveda before, it's like the traditional Chinese medicine or TCM from an Indian lineage. Uh, and it's very tied with yoga. So a lot of times if you go to a yoga studio, you might see uh, an Ayurveda workshop and that's kind of how Ayurveda made its way into the United States, but it truly is an evidence-based science. It dates over 3,500 years old. There are practitioners, there are doctors all over the world, like you would go to a Western doctor here, an Ayurvedic doctor is also able to support you in 
um, anything from surgery to a cleanse. So in Ayurveda, we think of, oh, and I'll throw it. Yep. Ayurvedic. Thank you, Senda. Um, yeah, working together as a team. I love it. And so in Ayurveda, there are four components to good health. Um, and I promise this, this will answer the question. And so the first one is physical. The second one is mental. The third one is spiritual. And then the fourth is the five senses. So that makes up the definition of health. So mind, body, soul, five senses. And it's, we'll play into the five senses a little bit more and talk about that. And I think a lot of us have heard of mind, body, soul, and that, you know, how do I find alignment and, and connection? Great. But if we're leaving out the five senses, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice. So if I keep, let's say, you know, have you ever watched a murder mystery right before bed and then had nightmares? You know, that is us abusing our senses, right? We're looking at like gory, scary, you know, movies, and then we're wondering why we can't sleep. Now that's maybe an extreme circumstance or one that might just ring loudly, but there that exists in every sense. Like think about the news that we listen to, how positive and uplifting it is, right? Or think about, um, you know, looking outside and, you know, maybe we're not in a very peaceful environment. Maybe we're just looking at like, you know, our view is of Wall Street and we just see people buzzing around or we just see people angry and protesting or we see, you know, even what we see can be hard sometimes. What we smell can be challenging. Imagine walking like the streets of a city in the summer, right? It smells like garbage and, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave that to your imagination. But notice how every sense can be abused, but every sense can be cleansed and purified and brought us back to health. Um, and, and I would love for you to even just take a moment and notice like what's even in like looking just beyond your computer screen right now, like, is there anything that's either a sensual pleasure or a sensual detriment of like looking at something and you're like, oh, this is ugly, you know, like, or, you know, I don't like this view. Um, or is it like, oh, I smell this and this smells really good and sensual pleasure, right? We're just talking about like platonic talk, you know, but, and, and even if it's not for you, whatever you see behind you, that's your own thing. And that's totally fine. But like, we're just talking about like the senses for the sake of working their best so that we can be our best. So when we talk about how do we manage stress in a diverse and healthy way, it starts with getting, doing an audit of your experience of what do you hear? What are you listening to on a daily basis? What do you see and experience? What are you reading? What emails, what tone from other people? Um, you know, even noticing like everything, even taste, right? Eating fast food, fried food, frozen food every single day for a long period of time can start to throw us off. And what that does is when our senses become faulty, we become more sensitive to a storm. Um, we're less rooted, we're less grounded, we're more able to be thrown off of our path. So when our boss comes in with a nasty phone call or throws us under the bus for something, instead of saying, he's just stressed, she's just stressed, it's more of like, who do they think they are to talk to me like that, you know? And so instead, let's manage our stress by managing ourselves. And so I love Ayurveda for that reason, because it does give a lot of uh, opportunity to find a health in a diverse way. I love this. I mean, I, I'm so grateful that you're sharing this. Um, I am also an advocate for um, awakening the senses. I feel like, 
there's so much shit in everything these days, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, you can't scrape the bottom. If you have, if, if you are not privileged enough to, to have the awareness and the money to buy a specific kind of pot, you will scrape shit up into your food. And that is putting toxic stuff into your food. And then, you know, we have, you know, conversations that can be toxic from, you know, from elements uh, to, to energy. Um, so I love that you're, you're touching on this and essentially you're saying we are what we eat and we are what we take in with all of our senses. And, and I hope that folks are listening to that. I see some folks nodding their heads. I do have a private message here. What about the sixth sense, intuition, gut instinct? Uh, it has a place it in the definition of Ayurveda, it doesn't, but we talk about like the third eye and a lot of other places. So um, it's kind of like a, in the appendix kind of conversation, but it actually, it, it absolutely plays into, to it. I mean, I would also say having clean senses helps you purify your, in, into your intuition or your, um, that muscle, right? Because even if you're back, we're turned and you're at a conference or you're at an office party and someone you've never seen before walks into the door. And the first thing is you feel someone's energy as they walk in and your first sense is who is that jerk, right? All of a sudden you never met them. You've never seen them before. Why does your intuition say that? Well, maybe they look like an actor in a movie that you saw. Maybe they resemble some type of stereotype that like all of a sudden gives you unconscious bias. So I will say that the more we purify all of the five senses in a very, um, in a gross way, right. In like in a tangible way, you'll notice that all of the, the six plus senses get more refined as you, as you go further. Beautiful. I love your response to that. Thank you for that private message as well. All right. So let's move on to this next question with 2020s shift to working from home. I find myself working longer hours and through lunch sometimes to keep up with the work. While I have set up blocks in my schedule to take breaks, I rarely stick to them because I get anxiety over leaving my inbox throughout the day. What strategies do you recommend to keep yourself from burning out this way? This is where boundaries comes in. Boundary play is really important. And so I talk about physical boundaries and emotional boundaries. Right now, today, let's talk about physical boundaries because they're the most tangible, they're the most real. Um, so what we're seeing here, and thank you so much for this honest um, give, right? It's like, it's putting your heart out there and it's allowing others to learn from it. And, you know, even if we wanted to raise our hands, I'm sure a lot of us, even if we didn't submit this question, we could say, oh yeah, like I could have submitted this question. Um, so when we're looking at this, it's really important to remember how important self-care is with our overall, like success in life. You know, I can be I can have, let's say a six pack, but if I don't eat daily, then like, what's a six pack if I'm not nourished or the same could go for work of like, I'm going to work, you know, 20 out of 24 hours in my day. But if I don't sleep, that's going to have a long-term cost. And so this is important too, because this is that little shift over time, moving me from like a two to a three. Okay. I I'm find myself working long hours, maybe not eating. Now I'm seeing that I set up breaks, but I don't take them. So a couple of ideas. One, because sometimes, right, it's so much easier to serve someone else than it is to serve myself. That's a very often um, comment that I get. Have an accountability buddy. Find someone who you work with, find someone who you're friends with, and just say like, let's eat lunch together. Let's cook and eat lunch. And you carve out an hour once a week 
12 o'clock on, you know, on Wednesdays and you guys make your lunch and eat it together as if you were right next to each other. What that's going to do, you're more likely to show up for them and it's going to benefit you. So that's one thing that you can do is start to incorporate someone in your life that you can have that exchange with. And, and you could bring in different friends for different things or have five different friends and repeat them every week, you know, Mondays with Mary and Tuesdays with Tom. And it's like, it becomes like a great thing. Um, but that's one thing for sure that you can do. Uh, another thing is sign up for a course. Um, a lot of times, you know, there are meditation courses out there. Um, I do coaching programs. And what it does is create accountability structure and support to allow individuals to create that kind of space. Um, the other thing I could even mention is hold yourself to it like you would a work deadline, like you would to your loved one for 21 days. They say it's 21 days for it to become a habit right? Or for it to become a routine and then 40 days for it to become a habit. So see if you can do three weeks of non-consecutive, like I'm going to take a 15 minute walk outside, rain, sleet, snow, whatever, get outside. And it doesn't have to be hour long chunks or that class that starts at six o'clock if that feels too demanding with my work schedule. But my ask to each of you is, can you find me 15 minutes? It's usually, if you can just start with 15 minutes a day, I, every client I work with, that's the, the initial commitment that we make to each other. Give me 15 minutes and I promise that you'll feel a difference if it's applied consistently. So what you'll notice is if you can start to do that for yourself, 15 minutes of maybe getting outside, meditation for five minutes, stretching for five minutes, and maybe massaging your feet for five minutes, right? It doesn't have to be the same thing for 15 minutes, but commit yourself to that time and you'll notice, wow, this actually feels good. Oh, I was actually more productive. And I was able to do my 15 minute thing and still end work at my normal time. So I want to throw those out there and see like, what does this group think? You know, what would you recommend to this individual, whether, you know, it should be a, a dose of our own medicine or whether we think it's helping the person who submitted this question, what would we put? Break time. How do we keep that real? So I just want to, I love everything you're saying. I want to flag what um, Angelina has written here in the chat box. Um, for this, I used to set an alarm in a different room so that I had to get up and turn it off. And that forced me to walk away from my computer to turn it off. And then below, a little below, she writes, it sounds silly, but now I don't need the alarm. My body is used to it. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and I just, I also want to uh, uh, send an invitation now. I love to put things into practice uh, as we are joining live for this chat. So um, I love when you were speaking about accountability partners. Um, and I'm not sure if, you know, people on the line already have accountability partners, if they want to look for a new one. Um, we are here interested in the same topic. We are interested in, you know, being more accountable with not experiencing burnout or coming out of our burnout. So I'd love for folks to drop, use this time to drop in the chat box their preferred way of connecting. Um, I know a lot of us use LinkedIn, so feel free to write your LinkedIn. Um, and then, um, you know, take Lauren's advice and maybe, you know, reach out to some people uh, and try to set up some accountability work uh, within, you know, this, this common group that we've, we've met together here for the hour. So again, drop your LinkedIn or your preferred way of connecting, uh, and then maybe reach out to some of these folks here since we are interested uh, in the same topic today. Um, great. So as you do that, I will move on to this next question here. And I just want to let everyone know we've got about 15 minutes left. So let's go through this question. I want to flag a question that Aaron uh, wrote earlier in the chat box, and then we'll see how much time we have left. 
So how to not let other people such as coworkers stress you out? That's a good one. It starts with you. And what can be the most challenging thing is often when they stress us out, it could be a reflection of how we're behaving. And that can be um, a really bitter pill to swallow sometimes because it could say like, every person I talk to is nasty or every person I'm around is, is this way or that way. And sometimes it could be the way that we're coming off. Um, so if you can be the person at your job, who's the ray of light in the darkness, right? If you can be the person who, um, you know, really becomes a, a renegade, you'll see over time, people are going to respect you. They're going to appreciate you. The, the dialogue was going to change. And so there's a couple of things I often share and, um, I learned them from a teacher of mine and, you know, there's these six principles of, um, essentially of like of happiness because of like this emotional happiness. And I might not have time for all of them today, but at least starting with the first one of being, I will not criticize. And like how simple that must feel to like read that, but how challenging that is to live. And it's something that I work to practice on myself every day to not criticize others. Even if I don't look at my husband and say like, I criticize you for not cleaning the dishes, you know? And it's instead just, um, internalizing that. Like, why am I taking such offense when I see that? Or what can I learn from that? So starting from that place of not criticizing others can be a way to start to not give them like their reaction to like control you, right? Like if you're allowing them to affect you, then, then that's where we have work to do. Um, they say like a yogi isn't, you know, whether it finds like a piece of gold, a stone, or just like a plot of earth on the floor, like there's no reaction because it's like, okay, gold is great, but it's not, you know, there's nothing I can do with it in that moment. And if it's a pebble, it's like, okay, great. There's not much I can do with that anyway. So it's just this idea of like looking at things equally, looking at people equally when emails come to you, whether it says you're the best manager I ever worked with, or you're the worst person I've ever talked to in my life. Like it's almost just looking at it. Well, that's their reflection of me, but that's actually not who I am. So that's one way of really just starting to say like, how can I, you know, distance myself from other people's stress? Because right now, most people are stressed and a lot of people are saying the wrong thing unintentionally, or they need a place to vent and it can't be at their three-year-old child, but you know, and it's not an excuse, but understanding that we're all in this hard environment together. And, um, they often say, if it's not a giving of love, it's a crying out of love. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Lauren, for that. Um, and I would, I want to hear the other tips. I know you said that there are six. I already love the first one. So maybe we can uh, add that reference to the rewatch email so folks can have a look at that. Sure. Um, I just do, I want to take time to flag uh, a, a question we had earlier from Aaron, uh, who writes, hi, I am the sales, I'm, I am the sales manager and HR manager in training. Uh, and I work with my dad, CEO, and both brothers. What's a great way to manage family relationships versus working with employees? I love this question, Erin. So managing relationships and, and you're saying like to almost like, and Erin, I would love for you to come off and, and clarify too. Do you mean, you know, just the way you can share out of being like, I'm still your manager and how do I manage the group and, and in a graceful way? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, my family's business is a small company. And so um, 
for me, it's trying to understand how to be a manager in the workplace and also sort of separate the familial emotions of working with my dad as my boss and my brothers. Um, and then to continue just being able to be a great manager for others. Um, so it's sort of a lot of different things coming together, but um, really like just working in a familial business, like how to kind of separate that stress of what your family life is versus what your life is within the business. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great question because it's so intertwined and this is like the definition of just like intertwined, right? It's not like, it's not just like, okay, work is intertwined with your personal life. Like it is your personal life. Uh, and it can be, you know, depending on your family members, it's the conversation of like, talking to them about it and like getting a meeting and saying like, I want to talk to this group because I notice everybody's a little stressed. And, you know, sometimes in a family way, you can say it very like, Hey, everybody's being rude right now. And we need to like change that, you know, where you might not be able to say that, you know, however you need to say it, but you might be able to say it in a different way with your family. Um, I'm actually going to throw the six pillars into the chat right now so you can read them. But the idea here is even one thing I love, Aaron, that you could even invite with your, with your family and your office is um, starting every meeting with gratitudes. You know, like one thing that I've seen um, in in startups and some other companies that I've even consulted with is starting really big meetings of like appreciation of why you're here and what brings you here and what makes you happy. And so even taking those extra three minutes where we're waiting for people to dial in or whatever that is of saying like, let's just go around the room and like, say what we're grateful for. And if you don't want to say grateful, cause it has like a connotation of like, you know, woo woo or whatever, just be like, all right, like we're all going to bring one positive thing to the table of like why we appreciate working at this company. And like, all of a sudden it could be like, because I have job stability, because I have a boss, that's awesome because I have, and sometimes in oftentimes you're going to actually hear things that you might not have expected, which is going to be awesome. And it's this place where you're setting the foundation of positivity. And that, as opposed to just being like, he's not performing, she's not doing this. Like, and then all, you know, it, it just changes the tone to be an uplifting conversation. And it starts right from the first minute. Awesome. Thank you, Erin. Did you want to uh, voice anything else or write anything else about in the chat box about that question? Uh, no, I think that's really helpful. It's sort of, it's just a different light um, to look at. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Okay. So actually this is a great time. I'm going to hold for a light pause to see if someone else wants to hop off of mute um, and speak with Lauren because we do have about eight more minutes left. So um, I'll hold for a light pause because I know some folks might need that extra time to hop off of mute um, and to voice your question or reflection here with Lauren. Feel like there's so much we haven't even shared yet i know i know i know some... <laughs> okay i do have a, a private message here sure. what if your accountability buddy doesn't hold you accountable to your promise for example not checking up with you regularly to see if you have upheld your promise if this isn't related to the topic feel free to move forward with the other questions but uh, just to speak about your accountability um oh thank you for that your you... question i appreciate yes. it um if the, this, right, you, I think in some ways you answer it yourself, like then they're not your accountability buddy. They're not holding you accountable. Um, there are some even business networking groups where they talk about like coming up with three things that you're going to accomplish in every single day. And 
the idea is, okay, like it's Monday, I'm going to accomplish one, two, and three. The idea is at the end of day one or the beginning of day two, you speak with that person and you say, okay, walk me through. Did you accomplish one, two, or, or and three? And they might say, okay, I did one and two, but I didn't get to three. And the retort from the accountability buddy is, well, are you going to do three today? And are you, and what are your three things for today? You know, and it's, it's continuing that gentle push. And if the answer is no, then, then the answer, then you retort back of like, well, is it really that important to you to, um, to eat healthy? Is it really that important to break through your burnout? And it's having that, like, almost like giving them permission and an exchange of permission to hold each other to our highest regards. And one thing that I will say is sometimes it can be really hard to um, have that like very straightforward dialogue because you're nervous about hurting the other person or the exchange. And that's why a lot of people do invest in coaching or feel like it's good to have somebody who I see you for you, Mariella, I know you want to be the best version of yourself and I'm not going to hold you to your excuses. And that's like the reality. I'm going to hold you to the version of yourself. You told me you wanted to be that your heart is screaming for not the version of yourself that wants to watch Netflix with like a gallon of ice cream once in a while. That's cool. And there's balance and moderation. But if you tell me you do that 20 times and you want to run a marathon, like I'm going to call you out on it and say, that's not going to work for you. I love that. And I, I love how you're, I love how you are, you know, bringing in your personal anecdotes and you're also bringing in these sort of case studies that you've experienced um, and you know, with the folks that you've worked with. Um, we've got just about five minutes left. So I'd love to just pass the mic back to you. Let us know what you are offering these days, what you hope, what you hope, you know, people reach out to you for, especially as it relates to this topic. Um, and then touch on anything else that you'd like um, as we wrap up this next uh, couple of minutes here. Yeah, thank you so much, so much, Mariella, and for everybody for your engagement and your questions and your um, your comments. I mean, we could go on for so long, and I and an hour flies by so quickly. So my first invitation to you, I just threw all my information in the chat again, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. If you just want to see posts of what I'm up to, um, I wrote, I was just published in Forbes. I'm going to be in Thrive Global in the upcoming weeks. And there's just a lot of thought leadership coming out. So sometimes it's nice to just read these things or to have these resources that you could bring into your organization that you can share with your colleagues or that you can pass along to someone who's stressed out. Um, and if someone here on this call, whether you're watching live or on the replay, my invitation for all of you is to let's connect. And so for the first 10 that reach out to me, um, and I'm going to give Marielle the detail to throw in into the, the debrief email of the first 10 who want to set up time with me, you'll get right on my calendar and we can help you break through what you're working through. So it's to give you an actionable next step and figuring out what you need to thrive. Um, so I know that when I was experiencing it, I didn't have this. And for me, you know, if I had a life, um, a lifesaver thrown at me years ago, I know I would have saved years. I would have saved a lot of money, a lot of costs in my body and physical toll there. And I just know that what a coach can do can really change a life. So happy to, to even just have that conversation if you are ever wondering what that might be like. Um, so I throw that out there, but yeah, we do all types of group coaching programs, individual programs, and yeah, I go into companies. So if you like want to subliminally send my information to your HR company, you know, I could even set you up with the best route of how to do that because my mission here is that we can all thrive. So there's a way to do it. And, you know, 
that's just my, my end statement. Like if you're here today and you're feeling stressed, like don't just close the screen and move on to your next meeting. Take this opportunity to do something small that has the power to change your, your entire life. I love that. Thank you for the invitation, Lauren. And I love that you're working with individuals as well as teams because, and then especially because you used to work in the corporate world and now you're doing this beautiful work um, on wellness. Uh, and, and, and in my opinion, you know, these big companies need you, they need to hire you full time. And I know you can't stress yourself as, you know, to, across, across the board, because then you would experience burnout and you would need to kind of take back uh, some of your, your work there. But um, I, I really, you know, I, I definitely agree with the sentiment of, you know, this is important. Um, and whether you're an individual or on a team and you think that this can serve you, um, please reach out to Lauren. Uh, I'm just the way that she's been uh, speaking for this last hour, awesome questions that you all have submitted offline, continue the dialogue with her. Um, and I would just say, if there's one thing, so of course, if folks are gonna reach out to you, Lauren, but if someone is on the more extreme side of, you know, the, the four or five and six, what can they do right now when we hang up on this call? What can they do right now to just gather themselves and be more confident to not continue to go down the rabbit hole? Yeah. I mean, sometimes when we're in that place of like extreme burnout, um, it could be hard to even get our head out of the sand. And for some of you who might even be watching this on the replay, cause you couldn't show up. I feel you. I get you. I, I was you. Um, just connect with me, right? And it's even if I'm not the person who's to to be the one to solve it, it might be connecting you to um, someone in counseling. It might be connect, just giving you an idea to a book that could be good for you. So um, the easiest thing, because it's literally, you know, you have my email, you have my information, just say like, I'm a five out of five, like, help me, you know, and I'm, and I'm happy to, cause the last thing, like I'm very, you know, I'm a for-profit business, but I'm mission driven solely. So, you know, if I can help you, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here to support everyone who's experiencing it to the best I can. Beautiful. Thank you, Lauren. I've learned so much with you today. Um, and I'm thankful and grateful for all of our live callers as well. So take care of yourselves, everyone. Lauren uh, will be expecting your emails. You will get also get a rewatch email from Power to Fly with the link to this recorded chat. And I hope to see you all on the next chat and learn. Take care. Thank you.